Welcome to another episode of the Nikki Jameson Artist Talk podcast, where we artists talk about our creative lives. Today, my guest is artist and illustrator Brianna Boyd, aka Red Pirate Bree, from Washington State, USA. Let's get started with the interview. Okay, everybody, welcome. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast. Today, my guest is Brianna Boyd, or Dread Pirate Bree, as she's known in internet circles. And she's an artist and illustrator from Washington State, USA. I'm very happy to have Brianna here talking to us today. Hi, Brianna. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I think I could call you Dread Pirate Bree if you want, but. Uh, I mean, whichever works. A lot of people Bree. Bree. Okay, Bree. <laughs> so, Bree, thank you for joining us on the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast. How are you? And, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began your creative journey. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I've, I've been drawing since I could pick up a pencil, like from childhood. Uh, and I just like worked in sketchbooks and stuff my entire life. And I was about, I think it was in 2005. I kind of noticed that, um, you know, my illustrations were not as refined as some of my other artistic friends around me. They were still looking like grade school illustrations. And so I kind of taught myself how to do illustrations by practicing the artwork around me, looking up images and things like that. And so art's always been a part of my life. And I just kind of started the transition of like refining it more. Great, great. That's fantastic. So you're an artist and illustrator, and I noticed you're an Art Snacks ambassador. How did you come to be? How did you come to be doing this, and and why? So we know you refined your work and you went on from there. So how did you? How did you come to? become an artist and illustrator as you're doing now because your work is really fantastic we're going to talk about that in a, bit, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> well um i mean there was i didn't know what i wanted to do like as far as a career for the longest time i i didn't i used to think that being an artist meant that you had to either get a job at like disney or dreamworks or you know you'd be doing storyboard or animation or something and i thought those were the only things or you know fine art um which i wasn't really didn't really have an interest for either of the directions and I never went to school for it and for art or anything like that and um then I think it was it was about five years ago my friend took me to comic-con in Seattle and I was my first experience there and I got I got the first like real taste Uh of what living as an artist like starts to look like or what it can look like in one of the ways and I was just inspired because I'm in a room of thousands of people and wow. like a lot of them do art for a living. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing. Like I fell in love with it. So I kind of started moving in that direction, very like mindset wise, but I was working in retail. Um, I've been in retail for 10 years. And I, at the time I was working at Dress Barn. Um, so it's right. like a women's retail clothing store or was just recently shut down. So I, I, I didn't really know when or how that was going to come about. Uh, so I just kind of had it in the back of my mind. And then about, I think it was Christmas of 2016, my husband, wow. he was my boyfriend at the time. He bought me a year's worth of art snacks as a gift. And what that did is it kind of restarted my creativity because I kind of went through a few years of depression and just busyness and there was a lot going on and I didn't really 
know what to do or how to create, like what to create exactly. So my, my creativity was very stunted just as far as inspiration goes. And Henry bought me the year's subscription of art snacks. And my goal was to complete every art snacks challenge. So at least by the end of the year, I would have 12 pieces of art. It just opened me to a whole new world of it, like it, it stretched my creativity. It really just like pushed my boundaries. It introduced me to an artist community and it was in that following October, I participated in Inktober for the first time, as well as joined um, Art Snacks Mix, which is a online social media network for artists. And uh, I got introduced to a few like really well-known artists, just like Jake Parker. And then I got introduced to like By Buns Vlogs. She works with Art Snacks to do the box breakdown videos. And I got even more inspiration for how to kind of live as an artist. And at that point is whenever it yeah. kind of clicked in my mind and I began like sure. aggressively pursuing, you know, doing art full time. It was still a couple of years before I was able to, do, to make that leap, but it was, it was firmly planted. Mm. And then following, uh, I think it was that January of 2018. I'm like trying to get the timeline right in my brain. Um, yeah. <laughs> January of 2018, Art Snacks announced that they were starting an ambassadors program. And I wasn't going to do it because I worked full time managing a, a store, yeah. um, well, assistant managing a store. And I was like, I don't have enough time for this. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Maybe one day, you know, but I just don't have the time right now. But every time I got on Mix, I saw that, you know, that posting and I was like, I want to do it so bad. I just want to do it wow. so bad. So I was like, what the heck? Let's try it. Let's, the worst thing that happens is it doesn't work. It ended up working out. I was one of four people across the country that was selected for their original ambassadors program. And I think we're starting on my like third year working with them and they're amazing. They've just been incredible with encouragement and uplifting their team and stuff. And we kind of all come together and help with mix and create events in our local artist community. So I never in my wildest dreams thought that this is where, this would be where I was at today. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. That's the second time. Well, maybe it's more than the second time, but that's the second time that Art Snacks has had such an impact oh, on um, artists' lives. I'm sure there are more. Oh, yeah. I only I only say that because uh, when I introduced our uh, mutual friend, yeah. uh, Jason, because that's where I, I heard uh, about you because he gave you um, a couple of shout outs and he was talking about how Art Snacks actually um, had such a massive impact in, in him becoming a, an, an artist, right? So yeah. you listen to his podcast and people, if you haven't listened to that podcast, listen to that podcast. It's amazing. And, and so that's the second time that I've known of, I've spoken to two people who've been impacted, you know, majorly by, uh, by Art Snacks and how it sort of turned their lives in a completely different direction from where it was going, where their lives might have been going before. So that is really, really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Wow, what a journey. And for, you know, picking up on those, oh, on, yeah. on those cues to sort of just go for it in the end, right? That is, that is really great. All right. So what inspires your um, creativity, would you say? And, uh, you know, what you do? Because your, your work is, I wrote down some words that I would use to describe it. It's kind of whimsical and fantasy and storybook-like and delicate and strong at the same time. I mean, because <laughs> there's no one word I would use to describe it, but I'm, I'm just yeah. interested. What, what inspires it? So I know you have the art snacks and, and what you're doing there. What inspires my actual illustration? Yeah, but what inspires yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I will say it kind of goes back to in the very beginning when I was, I, I, I say my journey started in like 2005 because that's when I started like actually teaching myself how to illustrate. And when I started that journey, I knew that I was, I was trying to think, it was like, what do I want to get better at? Like, what do I want to do? What do I want to draw most of all? And I settled on people because 
I knew I would never run out of things. I would never run out of inspiration for what to draw. I didn't want to be drawing the same thing over and over. And I wanted to really be able to express. So I latched on, I found out uh, the the terminal, the term anime, which I find that vocabulary is the hardest part when you're trying to look up, like trying to study things, it's the hardest part. So I really latched on to anime styles for a long time and it's kind of progressed into its own thing over time. But people is where I get the most inspiration, like body language and movement. I have loved drawing dancers ever since I was a kid. Like just trying to capture movement and expression is one of my biggest inspirations. That shows in your work, you know, you never run out of things to do. And yes, all your your work is centered around people. So uh, yeah. So when you settled on on people, how did you get into that particular style of uh, illustration of people? Because I mean, there's people and there's people drawings. And I know there's there's, there's many different styles of people drawing as there are people. But how did you settle on this sort of fantasy this fantasy type is because of the anime that you discovered or? Well, I've actually, I've always loved um, fantasy things. So I've been drawing fairies and mermaids for the longest time. And recently fawns are one of my, my, my most recent muses. And now I play D and D with my friends, which is a whole nother level of fantasy. And so I just kind of, it just kind of adds on top of each other. Yeah. Um, my favorite movies and stories and things like that are all really based in like fantasy worlds and stuff like that. And I just, I find it very intriguing and very, I love the whimsical side of illustrations. Like whenever I'm, I'm looking around on Pinterest or Instagram or something like that, I'm always looking at kind of like the whimsical fantasy side where, Mm -hmm. and even like it can be more literal or more abstract. It it doesn't really matter. I don't know. It just kind of brings an extra level of life, I guess. I I mean, I Mm. could, I could draw urban coffee shop sceneries and stuff, but it doesn't really spark a whole lot for me. So I kind of like add a fantasy twist on things. I also get really inspired by adding a personality to like an inanimate object. And the best way I can describe that is you look at Beauty and the Beast where it's like all the items are alive and they all have their own personalities. And I love doing that, like creating a character inspired by a clock or a piano or or something like that. And it's, it's that's fascinating. Yeah. It's a challenging way to, yeah. like, this is what I mean. It's like, I would, I would, I'm not running out of things to draw. I'm like, what am I going to draw? You know, like, hey, if that potted plant had a personality, what would it look like? What would it look like? <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really quite intriguing. I can see how you could never run out of things to, to create. So you obviously don't suffer from blank canvas syndrome then, it sounds like. Oh, I do. I do. I totally do. Every yeah, single artist does. But then with my kind of mentality of eliminating yeah, it as yeah. much as possible. So, okay, that's fantastic. So the next question is kind of linked to that, is how do you keep growing creatively? So I guess we all have ways that we, um, you know, we keep going because you've got to keep moving on this path, right? You can't... Um, you can't stand stand yeah. still, and we've got to we've always got to um, keep ourselves motivated and and inspired. So, how do you how do you do that? Well, I find it's very important to be following other artists that do different styles. And I have heard that that this isn't how everybody thinks, but I see a lot of things in my own imagination, and so I oftentimes will see I will get an inspiration for. Uh, I don't know, a particular um, personality or something like that. And I will have this image in my mind of kind of how I picture it 
in like the, the composition and the angle and stuff. And most of the time, it's not always something that I know how to do. And so now I'm like out there trying to learn and getting references for how do I capture that element onto, you know, my paper and how do I mm. capture that essence of the composition. I, I always try to like push myself. Yeah. It's really it comes down to like pushing myself. It's like, okay, well, we haven't done this before. Or like even if it's just drawing a hand in a particular position, I have an image of somebody holding this mug or something like that. But I'm like, oh, I don't know how to draw the hand like that. So I'll go and I'll find, you know, references and I'll study <laughs> hand move. I know, just like that. And I'll study the hand movements. I'll even use my own hands. I don't know. And <laughs> it just kind of slowly builds on each other. So that's kind of how I do it. Or if there's like a background effect where... I really like it. I've seen in some other artworks and I'm like, how did it capture that? Let's try and achieve that. So it's, yeah, just kind of like taking from things around me and also, yeah. you know, recognizing what I can imagine is much further than what I can actually do uh, yet. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. moving in that direction. But it man. keeps you moving in that general yeah. uh, direction with, uh, with it towards, towards that mission. That's really good because mm -hmm. I know that some artists have, we have so many different ways to remain motivated. And I, okay. I, I like to ask this question because sometimes as artists, we, we know we, we come up against a block and we don't really feel inspired, right? And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's very common, you know, it's like you have to kind of give it a break. And, uh, you know, so I'm always very interested to hear how artists uh, keep themselves um, inspired and, and motivated and keep keeping on moving, right? So can you share a bit about how you should really enjoy this particular one <laughs> Can you share, apart from me showing you my cup of tea right now when you were talking about cups <laughs> join a hand and a, and a mug um, all right how would you say if you know if you know the answer to this question how would you say your art has impacted your life and the second part of that question is how would you say if you know that your life has impacted the life of others Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's a big one. Two different answers. Yeah. All right. Okay, so first so one first. How do you think your life, yeah. How do you think your art has yeah. impacted other people's lives? Um, that's the first question. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I guess I didn't really know um, until I start to get the feedback. Like a few years ago, I think it was after my Comic-Con experience, I kind of, I opened up my Instagram to be put like public, more business minded, trying to grow my following and stuff like that. Um, and I, I mean, we can be so, we're, we're our worst critics. Yes. So I, yeah. I learned a long time ago to just stop pointing out all the negative things that I'm seeing about my work. I'm like, I could have done that better. I could have done this better. Yeah. This one's not as good. And I'm like, guess what? Nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody notices where I mess up yeah. because it looks like a play. It's like yeah. they didn't make it look like it's part of it. Yeah. And I didn't really know how my art really impacts people um, until I start to like, I get these comments and. I actually, I get a lot of private messages on Instagram asking me things like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I take the time to answer every single one of them yes. because uh, being a self-taught artist, that's where I started. And I didn't have the luxury of social media when I started. I, I mean, like my internet access was super limited and stuff and I, they just didn't have you know, Instagram yeah. like they did back then. And I didn't have Pinterest and, yeah. um, so we have these amazing sources and these amazing ways to communicate with our audience. And I don't think of myself as having much to offer, but if somebody's asking me something, I'm like, I can just tell you my experience. So I'm not sure how it impacts and how it impacts others, but you know, I try to just kind of take it one day at a time and I just try to like 
if somebody else can feel inspired by anything that I do, mm. whether it's process or illustration or something, I am like, do it, latch onto that and go for it. And that's, I guess it's not so much a matter of like how my art affects people, more how I hope my heart affects people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Plus you also do, you mentioned you do get, because um, a lot of people are inspired by artists and what we do, but they may not necessarily say so. In some cases, like when you get feet, when you get feedback or when you do, art for someone and it impacts something special that they're that they're doing like I know you've done for your some of your portfolio you've done art for for people right yeah. and they'll write back and they'll say how wonderful it was and how it made them feel and how you know it was it was very special to them so I always ask this question because artists don't really, <laughs> I don't know whether they don't, they don't think about it or they just sort of shrug it off or anything but I, I think it's important because art is such an impactful thing i mean it's all everything we do impacts you know ourselves and other people in big or small ways and often ways beyond what we can imagine so i always like people to sort of think about think about that (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question (laughs) it kind of catches people out which is sometimes why i send these these questions ahead of time oh i'm glad you did oh god i've never ever thought of that in my life before (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) so that was the first part how is it, it so that how it's impacted the life of others so how would you say it's impacted your life I know you've talked about it a little bit up to now but overall what would you say how how has it changed your life or impacted your life oh gosh I I feel like my life would be so bland if I didn't have a creative place and I I feel like I feel like art is like for I feel like art is healing for a lot of people, yes. if not everyone, because yes. it is such a way to process things and express things. I actually have like high functioning autism. So for me, it's like communication and stuff. It can yeah. be a little bit hard, at least in my younger years, it was a lot harder. Right. I've learned how to communicate a lot more since, but um, art was really like how I kind of process through a lot of stuff. And mm. I, once in a while, I get these these inspirations for these pieces that really hit home. And I've actually had a couple of them recently. And they're the ones that I'm always afraid to hit publish on. Like, you know, a, a pretty fairy or a pretty mermaid. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's just post this. But whenever it's like anxiety and, you know, I am I get afraid to publish that and just because I'm so afraid of like how people are going to interpret it. But the thing is, every time without fail, anytime I've ever been afraid to post a piece and I've kind of been like it's like that where I've been afraid of like oh this is gonna this obviously has a lot more meaning behind it and I'm really scared for what the outcome's gonna be I have never had such a big response like they are some of my biggest responses and big yeah. pieces yeah and most most response and nothing has ever been negative in yeah. fact people feel more connected and engaged with yeah. it so I have yeah and i and it keeps me going i'm like every time i'm afraid to post something it's just you know it just tells me okay you have to post it now because <laughs> somebody out there needs it you said um you were saying every time um you've been afraid to post something it's it it's been the, the complete opposite of that so uh yeah, and um it pretty much means i need to post it because... to, yeah and it's really funny and i i really want to touch on that because and i'm glad that you said it because and i don't know whether other artists um experience that as well but every time I'm creating something as well I'm thinking just before I post it I'm thinking oh my god I don't really feel good about this one what if I post it and you know whatever and I think and I I always tell myself it doesn't matter what anybody else think post it because as soon as I feel that but it's it's true it's like 
just before you post is it there's that anxiety thing there and um i always feel pretty good when i kind of push past it i don't know why it's there because it's like well you know what so what if people don't like it it doesn't matter you know reasoning comes in exactly it's like what else so what is someone are you gonna are you posting it because you you want a certain reaction or you want this and if you don't get it it's gonna be the end of the world no so but it's really interesting. You said just before you post it, you feel that anxiety because it's the exact oh, so same feeling I feel every single time. Yeah. So, um, and I, yeah, I think it's a scourge of the, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think every artist encounters it because I feel like I talk with a lot of artists, um, like especially aspiring artists that are like, I ha- they just go on about their struggles. And one of the struggles yeah. is always fear of posting. And yeah. the thing is, it's like, you really got to fight that fear because... I mean, and obviously it's like your art is for you first mm. and foremost, but your art is, your art can express something that maybe somebody else didn't know how to express themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that, that is it. And it, need, it needs to be out there. And and I mean, the, the reverse of that is, I mean, if you don't feel like doing something, don't do it, you know, don't yeah. feel forced to don't do it, to do but it do it for all. the right, do it for the right reasons. Don't exactly. feel afraid to post it. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because we're, we're, we're like putting our souls out there, out there, really, when we're doing our art. So I think that sometimes that's why it's scary, because we feel that we're going to be judged by, you know, whomever. But in the yeah. end, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's not that important at the end of the day. As long as we feel good about posting it or we don't feel good about posting, we still post it or we still do whatever it is we want to do with it. All right. But thank you for that. Um, that, that. That is really good. It's a really thought provoking response. All right. So. Let's ask this one. I wanted to know this one. What are your two biggest challenges and how do you meet them? <laughs> oh, wow. So I was thinking about that last night. That one was a question I got really stumped on. I was like, what are my two biggest challenges? I would say my biggest challenges probably lead into uh, balancing art as a career mm. um, and spe- more specifically time management. I, I mean, it's such a different mindset and a different world. I quit retail a year ago. Uh, after being in it for 10 years and I decided to pursue art because I was moving in that direction anyways. And it's been a year, it's been a rocky year trying to balance it all. But I think that I'm just now starting to get a feel for a groove. So I, it's it's a way to kind of combat the time management issues. I I keep a a very detailed planner. It's just a small thing and it's just jot down notes, but I always set it aside and I see the whole month. And then I also like keep it up in my, I have a, a, a big wall calendar of the month. So that's, yeah. that's one of my biggest struggles and it's more of a business aspect of it. But I mean, it's hard to use art as a business sometimes because it's such a, a creative flow. And then to turn it into a business means that you have to like add some more structure to that. And sometimes it can feel like I don't want the structure. Well, no, let's talk, let's talk about that because that is really important because um, I know artists who are, you know, struggling to sort of build this into something mm-hmm. they'd like to do rather than going to work nine to, nine to five, me, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I've been, I, I, seriously, I've been, I've been running mine sort of side by side with my um, full time, with my full time nine to five for the past few years, oh, few wow. years now. Um, there is a, there is a plan in place, I have to say, but it, I mean, there is the, the, the talk about structure and I know that artists, you know, struggle, like, how do I, how do I do this? You know, so how do I get the place where I can actually, A, maybe sort of transition into it? And then how do I balance it? And then how do I keep my, my sanity and keep my creativeness alongside whatever it is I have 
to do. And at the end of the day, once art becomes a business in a way, and it's that it's trying to balance it, right? Because it's, oh, it's yeah. It, yeah. So obviously there have been challenges there. So what kind of challenges have you kind of faced and overcome? Or, you know, you talked about changing your mindset, you know, very early on. So did that play into it? I mean, this is just for other artists who are probably thinking, how can I do that, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I again, this is another situation where I'm like, I'm not a professional. I will just share with you my personal experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I one thing I kind of had to learn um, a lot over the last year is balancing my time. And that I find that looking at the month overall really helps because I'm able to look ahead, not just for the week, but I'm able to actually look ahead and see that I have an interview on Saturday with, you know, Nikki in the morning. So I'm like, I got to make sure that I'm not overbooking myself or even, even packing in. I have only recently been, been saying this to some people around me as like, I don't think I'm that busy. And then I look at the schedule and I'm packed. And yeah. something I've, I've kind of learned to balance that is to not underestimate the amount of time that's going to take. Yes. I, I find it's way better to err on the side of caution than, you know, be, be regret it later on. One of the reasons I left retail was that I was so stressed out Absolutely. and it, I was unraveling at the seams. And so my husband actually told me, just go ahead and quit and we'll figure it out and it'll be fine. And I was going to go for a different job and I ended up just deciding we're going to go into this direction anyways. Uh, yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and start it now. And it's been a very slow journey, but I, I will say I definitely didn't know how to balance my, my, my weeks really. And it's, it's the reason why it's so different is because working in retail for 10 years, you know, corporate mm. style or corporate. any sort of customer service, I've worked small business and, and, you know, corporate. So it, it's, yeah. I've seen both sides, but it's still customer service at the end of the day. Yes. And you're used to a very, well, it's not a nine to five. You get a very uh, sporadic schedule mm. and weekends and, and nights are not off the table. So it, it was really hard to maintain any kind of routine. Yeah. And I, so that's one of the biggest things is trying to establish a routine. And I, I definitely experienced sometimes when I was going through burnout, because the thing is, is like, it's not just. The work that I'm doing now is not just my work. It's something I'm passionate about. And I'm I'm yes. home and I work from home. It's always around me. So I can always do it. Yeah. But the danger in that is burning out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I had to learn how to really set a cutoff time in the middle of the day. I write lists. Uh, I usually just look at the day ahead. And I find that writing a to-do list the night before actually helps me sleep better. <laughs> Because then you wake up in the morning and then you've got what you're going to, what you're already going to do. You don't have to start wasting time worrying about. You don't have to be thinking in your in your brain as you're falling asleep. Like, what do I have to do tomorrow? I have to get this done and this done and this done. And you can just structure your day. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's really a matter of balancing and knowing when your cutoff time is. And obviously, you know, I'm not always super strict with my cutoff time. But if I've been ha having a really long and taxing day, I have to be able to be okay to say to myself, "You've earned this time off. You can stop now." try and leave weekends available to spend with my family yeah. and just kind of like structuring that. I will say that it, over the holidays, I was illustrating a children's book and we mm. were, we had a launch date set before uh, Christmas. It was like the week before Christmas or something. Yep. And I was so glad that I cleared out my entire schedule. I, I think the three weeks before that I was like, I'm not scheduling anything. It was so tempting because I'm looking at that calendar thinking, oh, it's so open. Oh, I can do oh, that free time. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. And I'm yeah. so glad that I made the choice because I was clocking 14 hours a day of painting and wow. it was just, it's wow. a lot. So really not 
stretching things too far yes is, is kind of a huge deal. that's huge that's uh that's a really big deal thank you for sh- thank you for sharing that it's really inspiring and encouraging to, to to hear that you know because here's one thing i don't know whether you hear there's so much information out there about okay if you're being an entrepreneur you do this you do that here's how you do it here's how you do it but a lot of it never seems to be it all seems to be very very idealistic like well sure if i could do that you know it's it's almost like it doesn't really come from the real world so it's good to hear from real people yeah. really doing it and you know yeah. really identifying the challenges and, and how they overcame those challenges or how they worked around them or are still working around them that is so important Absolutely. to us mere mortals who have to sort of oh yeah this. and that's the thing there's no instruction <laughs> manual do, right? there's no instruction there's no manual. instruction manual i honestly wow. I, one of the reasons i kind of keep inspired in the career aspect is i actually found artists on youtube that uh do daily vlogs and wow. you know they have their artists and they 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 showcase their art and stuff but it's mm. more of their daily life and how they balance working from home and mm. i i watch them on repeat constantly because it, it kind of keeps me moving forward and reminding me, it's like, okay, yes. you know, we're going, this is the lifestyle that you want. So you don't have to go back into a stressful retail environment. Yeah. And I constantly tell myself, because work, like, no matter what, you're always going to experience stress, stress, no matter what work you have. Yeah. But I always tell myself, it's better that I know. this is my stress yep. than that where I came from. <laughs> well, like just retail in general, it was so stressful. So I'm like, I can gladly sit here for eight hours editing photos for my website, you know, rather than deal with a cash I'll, register. Yes. <laughs> and that's how I, I, that's I, how I balance it. I hear you. I've worked in yeah. retail before. I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and kudos to our, our, our compatriots who work in retail. It is not easy. It is oh, not yeah. easy. I always try to it's be really easy. nice to people when I go and buy things from them because I know mm. I know what it's like, right? Um, oh, yeah. Often not the person who is trying to help you. All right. So thank you so much for that, Brie. And I think you've actually answered the next thing I was going to ask, which, which is how do you balance all your creative endeavors? I don't know whether you want, whether you want to add <laughs> to that, but I think you've taught, you, you have talked about kind of how you, you schedule your time and you obviously schedule your time for your art and, and, and to de-stress and to relax and to make sure that there is time for you for you there. So unless you want to um, add anything to that, I'm, I'm not going to go over that particular thing. You're listening to the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast with my guest, Brianna Boyd, artist and illustrator from Washington State, USA. If you're enjoying our conversation, please spread the word by sharing this podcast with others and following the podcast for more. Let's get back to the interview. I am going to ask you to talk about your that children's book you were you were you were talking about, right? Because I saw the pictures oh. and you know the announcer, and it was yeah. it's so cute. It's really cute. Wow! Oh, thank wow! You. What thank a, you, you know? How did that come? How did that come about? Let's talk really quickly about that. How did that um, come about? And it took you a lot of time to do, right? Or did it? it did. Yeah. Now, in in balancing my creative endeavors, I I could have done a lot better, like managing my time in the process right. of creating that book and uh so i i ended up putting myself in a time crunch because oh. i didn't give myself a firm deadline so i learned just how important deadlines are i was i was trying to make sure that i was getting this done in time before christmas and uh so it was actually a friend of mine i met while i was living in moral bay california and she reached she's she's been wanting me she's had this idea for her children's book for a long time and she's always mentioned it to me. It's like, I'd love it if you illustrated it. And it was always kind of talk of like, oh yeah, one day thing. And then she approached me last year, shortly after I quit, you know, working at Dress Barn. And I was like, I could actually do this. I am not Mm. surrounded by a, you know, 
40 hour retail job, I could actually take this on. So I did, and it was a learning process. And in fact, I just did a, a poll on my Instagram mm. asking, cause I've actually had several people asking me about the process of my mm. book. And I'm not a professional by the, like in the sense that I am, you know, I've been in the book industry or anything like that. I, this is a self-published book by, you know, a, a mom who is an engineer and a self-taught artist. And together we've kind of made this wonderful little thing. Um, so I actually took a poll to see if there were people that were interested in, if I hosted a live stream explaining the process, cause I've actually explained it. I've walked through the process with a couple of people and I'm like, I should just make this like, like a one-stop shop for anybody who wants to join and leave it open kind of like a class. So I had a huge response from it, like huge response. So that will be happening some point and I'll probably save the live stream and post it on YouTube afterwards because yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge process and I'll go into more of that, like on the live stream where I can actually like give you visual demonstrations, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) So people stay tuned for Bree's live stream about how she um, illustrated uh, this children's book. What's the name of the book again? What is the name? Uh, It's called uh, When Little Kittens Are Very Brave. When little so kittens are very brave. Oh, and it's got a cute. Yeah. Are, those, are those foxes on the front? Oh no, the kid. Oh, the no, cats. they're they're the right. cat. Oh, okay. She yes. she like oh. um, orange cat in the concept art and yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. I'm, I'm really actually pretty. very proud of it. I'm very you proud of be. it to be able to say it's like illustrated book. Be. She's showing me her book, people. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it because it's audio, but it is on Amazon, right? So um, it's yes, yeah, it is on Amazon. It's, it's, it's really beautiful, and you should be very, very proud. I was so I was gobsmacked to uh, <laughs> it's a very British term to see to see. It. Oh wow, that's that's really nice. It's it's really good. It's, oh, it's what an achievement. What an achievement. Thank you. All right, so you're going to be doing a live stream at some point in the future, and uh, people, yeah. if you're listening to this, um, tune in. To, you'll be able to tune into that, and I'm sure if you're not already following Brie, we're going to talk about her Instagram um in a bit all right on to that next question then where can people find out more about you and your work and how can people get in touch with you uh i <laughs> now have a website so every website. everything is just like linked there at the website there is a contact page there is links to all of my social media platforms and um it's kind of like the one-stop shop to be able to find out about the artist and to and get in touch with whatever is your preferred platform. And if you had questions, you know, you can email me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's just redpiratebree.com. Yes. Yes. So yes. And uh, you have a very active Instagram as, as well, right? So you do yes. your, the live streams and post your, um, um, your illustrations. Well, you know, you post very regularly as, as well, which is, which is great. You actually said, I thought I'd ask you about this because you said, because it just reverting back to something we talked about earlier about posting stuff. You said that you were going to have this, uh, what do you call it, a Saturday dump where you, you, you post oh, sketch, all the stuff uh, that never quite yeah, made. Sketch Dump Saturday. Sketch Dump, <laughs> sketch dump Saturday. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you've been, you've been posting. The, I think those things are pretty good. You say that they. I, and this is, you know, it, like, this is like, I, I find it so important. I feel like we look at these artists, we follow these artists, and they have amazing feeds. And I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I could, I could be that good. But, nobody really showcases the process it takes to get there and like all the sketches and like, you know, 
it, it's and yes, just to, to other people, they will think, what's wrong with this? It's fine. But for me, I'm like, it was not capturing what I envisioned. So yeah. it's not good to me. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I shouldn't share it. I didn't share last week because I was actually tabling at a convention. Um, so I, I was kind of preoccupied. Yes. But uh, it is definitely something that I try to maintain on Saturdays. Yes. Um, and there will probably be times when I you know, don't have enough to really share, but there, it's definitely not going to go away because I find that it can be inspirational for other people. And it's just kind of good to put it all in one place. so You can see all the random stuff I was working on through the week. Absolutely. And it's a really, really good point that, um, I mean, I was interviewing, um, I interviewed, um, she's a really good friend of mine, she's a photographer. And we were talking about this very point that people see, like, even when you're taking a photograph or, um, you know, people forget that, it takes a lot of steps to get to that one perfect one. You can take a thousand photographs and maybe two will be marginally good and one will be okay. And literally when you're creating art or creating anything artistic, it takes a lot of um, not so good things to get to the good things. But because, you know, in our social media world, we only have barely have time to post the good stuff. So, (laughs) you know, we don't waste a lot of, we don't sort of take a lot of time on that. Besides, we want to get past all the, crappy stuff and get to the good stuff anyway but it's important for for artists to remember that it doesn't just happen in one large leap and it never has happened in one large leap even for you know artists that inspired us that lived before I mean if people go to museums and places like you know and anywhere like that and you read the histories they had a lot of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drawings and paintings and stuff that they did to get to that particular point Whenever I'm on the Art Snacks live streams, um, I get a lot of people are like, you make it look so easy. easy and yeah. I, I'm like, guys, it looks easy, but it was not easy getting here. No. And so it, it, I, this is why I, it's kinda, I think it's kind of where I got the inspiration to start sharing that is because it's like, I want you to see the process. I want yeah. you to be able to see it from the ground up and see what it takes and that like how much work, because I feel like there's a lot of people that they look at something and they're like, oh, she, like she makes it look so easy. But when they try to yeah. do it, it's not so easy. And it's, it's like, so they just give up. And I'm like, no, don't do that. That's the last thing you mm. want to do. And practice, practice, practice. People, you know, there's no way around it. If you have, you have to be disciplined and you have to practice if you want to get to that so point. It sounds so redundant. It sounds but redundant, but. so accurate. Yeah. And to that point where you said, you know, makes it look so easy. Because I'm practicing painting. I do digital painting and I'm trying to, I, I would like to be able to paint digitally as well. So I. I'm doing some some courses and some lessons okay. in it, and it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. And I said, well, I posted this thing, and I know I knew it needed improvement, but I thought, sorry, I'm going to post this thing. And uh, I actually put, I said it was a Bob Ross inspired painting. I said he makes it look really easy because he just goes blah 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 with a paintbrush and know, bam, right? it's done. But he's putting ten thousand hours, like sort of the ten thousand hours rule, at least ten thousand hours of practice into that to get to that point. And any right. artist who is producing work like that, they put in know that they put in thousands of hours hundreds of hours in getting to that point and there's no shortcut there's no elevator to the top right you gotta take the stairs i mean the only shortcut is the more frequently you practice all the time the faster you're gonna get there but it's gonna take the same time yeah absolutely and i won't break down what ten thousand hours adds up to it because it's an interesting (laughs) calculation but i'm not going to do it here i think we get the we, we get the point there so don't people don't be put off or discouraged by the fact that yeah. you know it, it looks easy it only looks easy it isn't necessarily easy and there's there's been a lot of practice and time and effort and blood sweat and tears that has gone in that has gone into that right so oh, yeah. um, and actually yeah. one of the things that I do and that I recommend to other people I never stop recommending this is 
take a piece that, you know, you've drawn a month ago, a week ago, a year ago, you know, whatever it is and redraw it mm. and see this way you can actually see the improvement that you've made. And I, I definitely tell people, like, don't compare yourself to other artists because yeah. they're at a different place than you are yes. and nobody's in the same journey and stuff like that. So you, you really have to just compare your, your art to your own art. Yes. And kind of like doing a side-by-side -side comparison. I had, when I was first starting to uh, teach myself how to illustrate, I had this picture, I picked a random picture. And so a year later I redrew it and I was astounded at the the improvement that had happened in one year. What a great and idea. I continued, oh yeah, I continued to redraw that piece. I, I think I kept it up for like four or five years and then I just got bored with it. I do redraw it once in a while, the same piece right. just to see. And I, I change it up, I change the colors, you know, I do this, I do whatever makes it fun but it can, you can still see the progress yes. from however many years. And so I, I definitely recommend that to people. If you're, if you're struggling with knowing how far you've come and you're not feeling like you've gotten anywhere, just redraw something from, you know, that you drew previously and you'd be amazed at what you find. That's a really great idea. I hadn't thought of that. That is a really good idea. Do something you've done uh, some time ago and yeah, you see that improvement and that kind of re-inspires you because we don't oh, give yeah. ourselves enough credit for how much we actually improve our work. Oh, yeah. We're very hard on ourselves. We are. <laughs> so hard on ourselves. All right. So that's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Um, so, Brie, what's your vision for yourself and your art and your creative life? And where would you say that you are on that journey? I would say I'm definitely closer to achieving it than ever before. But I mean, that's, that's the same for it to say for every day. I feel like it's kind of a broad spectrum. I will, I will say that um, live streaming on, on art snacks um, is something I never thought I would, I would ever do. I never thought that I'd be live streaming so regularly and being able to engage with the community and offering time and tips and, and things like that. Um, so it's de that's definitely been become a part of my vision as I've continued. Um, I feel like I just have an idea of where my vision's going because the thing is everybody's journey is different. And the only one that I've, the only journeys I know are the ones I've seen other people go. Mm. And, you know, it, because I haven't lived my journey yet, I'm no. still living it. I'm finding, you know, where, what works and where I kind of fit in this creative realm. So I, I, I do have an idea, but I mean, it, mm. it's prone, it's, it's subject to change. Yes, absolutely. Uh, depending on what comes. I definitely want to be tailing at more Comic Cons that I had my first experience last weekend and it was a very small local one and it was amazing. Right. And I'm booked for the, the Rose City Comic Con in Portland uh, this September, which is much bigger and I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what happens there. Scared, but very excited. Wow. I, I mean, the ultimate goal for this is to essentially be able to get to a point where I can live off of the thing that I'm passionate about. Absolutely. So that going, going to work is like, I enjoy this. Mm. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy my job. And you, don't get me wrong. There are always going to be things like, like stress. There's going to be yeah. things you don't like yeah. about your job it, it, in comparison to other things. So uh, that's the ultimate goal. And I guess how that comes about, whether it's running a store, uh, an online store or tabling at multiple conventions a year yeah. or offering classes online, which is one of my goals one day as I would, mm. I would love to be able to arrange, like to put together classes that I could offer online. Yeah, for people. you'd be um, really good. At, you'd be really great at that. I'm sure people would, yeah. love, people yeah. would love it. Another thing to add to your list though, but uh, um, 
they would be I think they would be fantastic wow I love what you said that you know you're still living the dream and moving into it and finding out what works and everything and that's good it's all in a fluid state that's that's fantastic because it leaves lots of room for exploration and finding new things and yeah, I oh, saw yeah. the pictures of the, the Comic-Con. Thank you for sharing them on, oh, yeah. on Instagram. That's amazing. Your store looks amazing. Like I had a few people that were very shocked to hear that that was my first convention because they looked at my table like, this is your first convention with this display? And I was like, thanks, I do my research. That's good. So more. I did a lot of research on YouTube and Pinterest of just looking at other people's tables. And I'm like, how'd they do that? How'd they get this? Okay, they have this display, this one. Okay, we can do this and we can do this. And then looking yeah. at my own merchandise and figuring out how to best display it um yeah. so I, that was very encouraging to hear and oh, i was like lovely. oh cool. it was really really awesome. really good congratulations uh, yeah. uh, for for that that's awesome okay so we talked about your vision and your journey thank you so much for sharing that Bree. right okay. i'm going to talk about we've kind of talked about it right throughout because i know it's a it's a particularly you, you do use it but how has social media helped you reach in your artistic goals and would you recommend it for other artists or anyone, but artists in particular? That's that's a good question. Um, I feel <laughs> like <Thank> you. <laughs> it's another one of those ones where you gotta like, really, I'm glad that you submitted it early. So I had at least a basic idea of where to launch from. Um, <laughs> I mean, the main social media that I have is, is Instagram. Um, I'm hoping to get a YouTube channel like up and running, like chart, like launching that soon. Uh, but in the meantime, Instagram is kind of like my main, my main platform. I'm a firm believer in I would rather grow my business or my following small, like I'd rather grow, grow it con- like a little at a time, but very consistent that the people that are following are actually genuinely there because they're interested. And honestly, a lot of how I view it is how can I inspire other people? How can I inspire other people, whether that's my journey or whether that's my uh, skills or whatever it is, what can other people feel inspired by? Because I don't really look at my following as just another number. I engage with a lot of the people. Um, they private message me. A lot of them I see on the live streams regularly. And I, anytime, anybody that comments, I always try to comment back because I, I feel like they took the time to actually comment on a post. I'm like, you deserve a response. And same for the questions. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And just being approachable and, you know, recognizing that there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> there's just, there's nothing new under the sun. And so I don't feel like I have anything unique in a sense to offer other than my own experience and i'm like well that's that shouldn't you know that should just be available to people so in a way uh how so how has social media helped in reaching my artistic goals obviously like by growing a following it, it ensures that i might i would be able to move more into doing this full time i am doing it full time but it, it just kind of enables that more but um it's definitely not just a number that i view on the books it's definitely like yeah these people are my following and I respect them and I appreciate them and it's growing slowly, but it surely it is growing and it makes me happy because I feel like I have something to to offer them who are interested. Yeah. And so you would, you would, you'd recommend it for other, for others, would you? I mean, everybody uses it slightly differently. Um, I definitely um, feel like, yeah. If you're, if you're serious about like using social media to kind of grow your, like growing your artistic goals and stuff, remember to engage with your following and acknowledge that these are people that are here. And I feel like that's because again, it can be so easy to kind of look at the following as like another number Uh, and a lot of, not saying that everybody looks Mm -hmm. at that, but, um, I get a lot of people that ask like, how do you grow your following? And that I, 
I feel like I'm talking more about the following than I am like the social media platform, but um, to me, that's, they're kind of linked. Mm. Um, and I, I just tell people all the time, like post often yes. and engage with your audience. I feel like it, it's so much better to have somebody be following somebody that's engaging with them than just, you know, seeing them as another number. No, I, I, I really agree with that. Um, and it's really interesting because I've seen people with even huge followings, um, but they never engage. They never respond to comments. They never, they never acknowledge yeah. them, you know, and, um, and then they wonder, you know, they say, well, you know, I'm not, it's either not growing or whatever it is. And I say, you know what, I'd rather have, I'd rather have an engaged following than a huge, massive number that I never talked to. And like you, I've always maintained, if somebody takes the time to comment or like, in particular, comment on my, on my work, then they deserve a, they deserve a response. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. I'd rather take the time. And <laughs> it's funny, I said to someone, well, I would rather take the time to actually comment and respond to people who responded to me, the post, post, post every day. I mean, that's that's how I balance it. It's important yeah. to post, yes, but it's more important to connect with people because I'm all about trying to connect with people. So I try and, I mean, we're all busy and we all, you know, we all have things. But I actually think oh, yeah. the biggest currency these days is basically acknowledgement that somebody's actually done something, it's, right? It's engaging. Because... It's, it's being transparent. <laughs> it's being real. It's like and it's being real yeah, that following. Yeah. And Absolutely. I feel like, Same. yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm very thankful right now that while my following is growing every day, it's still small in comparison to a lot of people. It's big for me. It's big for me, mm-hmm. but I yeah. definitely, yes. I I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to take the time to comment on, on things. Yes. I worry about, you know, if my following grows so big that it's going to be nearly impossible to stay up on top of comments. Mm. Um, but mm, that's not today. Yeah. That's not right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and it must be hard, you know, if you have, so if you have like thousands and thousands and thousands, it's hard to sort of respond to every comment. Oh, yeah. It really is. So oh, yeah. um, I, I always, I always appreciate it. I just put it that way. If people comment and, you know, if they don't, they don't, but um, it's, it's, it's fine, you know? So, oh, yeah. but uh, it is, it's, it's important in this day when everything just rushes by so quick. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for, for sharing that. Yeah. Right. So do you have, here's a nice one. <laughs> do you have any tips for artists or, and creatives who'd like to do what you are doing in their creative life or, you know, people who may feel a bit stuck or maybe, maybe want to feel more creative? Any, any tips from Brie? Any Brie tips? <laughs> well, <your> <laughs> I like, again, like, I feel like I answer this question on um, my live streams a lot. Uh, but it's it's a question that's never that never gets old, and um, there's always something. I I guess uh, any tips for artists and creatives who'd like to do basically something like this, you know, don't give up on it. Don't give up on if you're wanting to like pursue art as your passion career, as not just your passion project, but your passion career. You know, recognize that it will probably take a while. Like it it will take a while. I'm experiencing a slow startup. Um, but it is building. I already have more now in a year than I did last, you know, a year ago. Mm. And it, it's a slow process, but it is a consistent one. And I would say do whatever it takes to kind of keep your goals focused. I mean, yes. one of the ways that I did it was I, again, I found those, those artist vlogs on YouTube and that kind of kept me in the mindset of keeping, keep to keep moving forward. And I still, fall back on that for inspiration on a day-to-day level, I would say just give it time. Remember that mm. 
it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's things that happen. Like I started as an art snacks ambassador and now they have me live streaming for them twice a week. And I, you know, that took uh, like a couple years. So if it's something that you really are passionate for, you know, make the time for it and for becoming more creative, always be feeding into that. And honestly, getting involved in an artist community and I didn't have an art community local to me. I haven't for the longest time. I moved for a lot of years and I just didn't settle anywhere long enough to get find an art like creative community. And again, Art Snacks kind of brought that because they have an amazing artist community online and it's online so everybody can have access to it. Mm. And even if it's virtual, it's so important. And I feel like that really helps stem creativity where maybe you wouldn't have thought to realize like, some things, you know, just engaging with other artists, you get inspired for things you maybe never would have thought of. And always be pushing yourself. Yeah. That's key, honestly. Practice and pushing yourself. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. It can't happen without that, really. It comes down yeah, to you yeah. have to, you have to, um, I don't know how strongly to put this, you have to consistently push yourself, you know, past all the barriers, past all the, you know, sometimes self negativity because it takes so long. And, you know everything else that's going around you almost have to sort of silence it and say this is where i want to go and like you say do what it takes and push yourself oh, yeah. and i it's i think it's something i'm learning is that in most things creative i mean there's some people things can happen like boom overnight mm. you know it, it can just it can like explode in in a single night or a single week or something like that but in both my creative process and my creative career process I'm noticing that time and patience are very necessary for both of it. It's like both of yes. them, it, it's, it's, you really can't go farther without consistency. And it yes. seems long and tedious and like you're not going anywhere, but I promise you, you are, you are going somewhere. It's just slow and it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's more consistent that way. And back to your point about not comparing yourself with other artists because A, you don't know the full story, be there in another they're in a, they may be on a different path and see it might have taken them many many years to get to that place that we're just seeing as yeah. uh, the end point i remind myself of that all the time <laughs> i look at these artists that i look up to and i'm and i i struggle with that self-doubt of like oh man you know i'm never going to be able to get there like look at how amazing like how look at the following and how like how far they are and they, it's so much easier but i was like i was not there for the beginning i did not know them in the beginning i don't okay. know their struggles and it's like exactly. they probably went through their own struggles in the beginning. Oh, and yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. It's normal. And I just keep reminding myself. And then I feel more encouraged. I'm like, okay, we're just going to keep, we're just keep doing this. We're just going to, okay, back into the rain. Let's go. So- <laughs> it's so true. We have to keep on continually. We have to keep on continually encouraging ourselves this way, you know. It's, and that's why it's so important sometimes to hear artists' stories about how they got to where they're, or how they're on the path to where they're going. Because oh, yeah. it's always, you know, mind it shouldn't be mind blowing, but it is because we kind of expect instant results. There's there's this instant yeah. stuff that we gotta we gotta have it today kind of thing. But in real life, it, it doesn't happen that way. If you want anything that's gonna gonna last, I don't think we can we can say that enough. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the things I've taken to do, I've been I've done it for a few years now, is I've taken to bullet journaling. So all my stuff, oh. my lists, and my things. Yeah, I've been a bullet journaler for now. I think this is my third year. And I write That's... down, I have uh, different, thank you, <laughs> sections. And I write, basically write down all my thoughts about anything, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever. But I have a section for accomplishments. 
and uh, all the things that I've done, you know, even if it's a small thing and I write it down per month and whatever it is. And it's amazing when you look back over it, because we forget all the accomplishments that we've done. We actually forget the good oh, things. Yeah. We only remember all the things that we didn't do so well or the bad things or the stuff that, oh, my gosh, it didn't go as well. You know, it's I mean, it's OK to think about those. But I go back over it and I read these things and I think, wow, look at all the stuff that I've look at all the stuff that I've accomplished right at the end of a month or a year or whatever it is. And it is you would amaze yourself if you if you do that, because we forget we don't retain as much in our brains as we think we do. And it's so easy to forget. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, like I've seen it on Pinterest and stuff, but have you ever heard of the memory jar? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So I actually did that consistently for a year. Oh yeah. And it was actually the perfect year that I needed to do it because there was a lot of negative stuff that happened, but I kept consistent with anything positive um, or any sort of happy moment that happened. I would write it down and put it in that jar. And I now have a photo album packed to the brim wow. with all these amazing things that happened in such a year of depression. Wow. And I've actually been thinking about starting one for my creative journey to see Shit. like all these accomplishments, like, Hey, you know, I, I got out there and I did BlazerCon at Do my it. local art community and I interviewed with Nikki on this podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these things where it's like these amazing art, art goals and stuff. And my husband yes. is like amazing at reminding me of how far I've come. And he's, he's amazing yes. at being able to see a lot of these things from, yes. you know, looking back and yep. reminding me of that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did come farther than where I was. Very important. Huh. Yeah. So Very I actually important. think... I'm thinking about doing a memory jar, but for my art journey and just remembering, cause I'm not, I'm not a journaler like that. I'm not, I can't do bullet, yeah, yeah. bullet journals. That's why I applaud you for that. Um, <laughs> I'm just not a journaler and I'm, I'm like a bullet note taker. I'm like a little scratch piece of paper note. I'm like, that's, that's oh, how I process things. And so I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it. It's like a story of my life. I've got like, cause it, I do it by years and, it's basically open to whatever you want it, to, whatever you want it to be. So I've got some doodles and I've got drawings and I've got, and looking back of it, it's like, wow, this seems so important to me at this time. And then like two months later, it's not as important. It's not as important. You know, it's like, what was I thinking then? And, you know, I was thinking right. something for a particularly a good reason and it was important, but I find that it's hard to keep everything in your, in your head. So I put, I put oh, yeah. everything down on paper, paper and, and my mm. art, but, uh, but anyway, it's not. This is not about me. This is about you. But I just, I just um, thought about because um, you know, talking about how long it takes. You know, it takes as long as it takes the time to get to anything in a, in a process, and yeah. to really enjoy the journey because I think it's about the person you become in that journey. So thank you really a lot for sharing that. I love hearing artists uh, say that, and you know, think of ways to encourage ourselves. So that's great tips for artists there. And um, so we're coming to almost to the end of this, this, this fantastic interview, Brianna. Um, any last thoughts that you'd like to share? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's one of those questions is like all the answers run away into little holes. <laughs> little rabbit holes. And they're just like all run away. Um, I guess like don't, don't be focusing on other people's art journey. Like be focusing on yours. Be focusing on being consistent and improving on your own skills and your own mindsets even because that's a huge part is your mindset set, yeah. yeah and it's i loved what you said you touched on like how it's about the journey it's not just the destination and that's something that i have been really another aspect of um 
my mind that I've really been shifting since leaving retail has been, I mean, retail's a very fast paced environment, especially in corporate. And mm. I left so I could relax and slow down more and enjoy the moment and enjoy the journey and yes. being thankful for even the struggles, because I feel like every time I, get, I encounter oh, a struggle, yes. I'm like, okay, we're just going to get stronger now. It's like, let's tackle this. And I very much am the type of person where I'm like, I'm scared to do this. I need to do it now. Absolutely. That is such a key yeah. point, Brie. Um, being thankful for the struggles because so many, so many like, you know, flashing things, you know, when you say things, it sparks off other things is that the struggles are just as great. They don't maybe not feel as great, but they're just as important as the, the non-struggles or the high spots without which, you know, you can't have the high spots. But oh, yeah. it's important to be thankful for the struggles as well because um, they teach us something. And certainly in my case, they always show me something, which sometimes oh, yeah. I haven't been able to see in, except in hindsight. But lately I've, I've kind of said, okay, is there something I can learn from this situation? Maybe it didn't go as well as I wanted it to, but what can I take away from this? What, what can I learn? You know, what can I take forward? And is there something I can do differently or think about differently? And oh, yeah. inevitably there's always something regardless of whether I want to accept it or not but there is always something there so that's oh, yeah. such an important um point that and I'm so glad you you mentioned that being thankful for the struggles as well thank you very, very much you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here today like you wouldn't be in this place that you're in right now yeah and every time you know there's always like that hypothetical question of like if you can go back and change anything in your life what would it be and the answer for me is always nothing nothing because I learned or I've gained somehow from those experiences, even if they were yeah. negative or uncomfortable yeah. or just difficult. I'm like, yeah, but I, I now know or I'm stronger now. And it's, yeah, yeah it, it's just remembering that in hindsight. Absolutely. So. And then you inspire other people. And I think as we're on this journey, we inspire people as, as, as we go along our own paths. And sometimes we know how we've inspired people and sometimes and often we don't know how we've inspired people because, you know, they don't necessarily say so. But I also think that's so important, particularly in this, as you call it, this beautiful art realm, inspiring people and helping others on their journey is, is, is such a big and important thing as well. Because I always, I always feel that, you know, we're here to be of service to people as well. I, that's, oh, yeah. my personal, that's my personal uh, feeling in whatever capacity we're able to, to, to do it. And there's always people to um, encourage and help and, and take encouragement and help from, right? Absolutely. Um, that makes me really, really happy. Okay, so thank you so much, Brie. This has been so fun. This has been such fun. I'm so it's glad wonderful. we could get we we could get to talk. So, people, this is the the end of this particular interview with Brie. I will include her website and maybe a picture of her and a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she ran away at some she point. Ran away. So I I she was causing the static, you know, I was here because I noticed every time that call came up, know. there was all this static. I wouldn't oh, doubt I don't it. Know. I wouldn't doubt oh, it. Really it. She's... Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for um, joining me this morning and, and, and sharing your life and your journey, your artistic life and your journey. And um, it's, it's really been, been fun, been yeah, fun and interesting. So I knew it would be. Thank you so much. I, w I was so excited when you invited me on to your podcast. And I know you sent me a voice note. <laughs> <laughs> I send voice notes so often because I'm terrible at texting and I'm just like, 
I don't have time to sit down and like process all my thoughts into words. Let me just talk to you. It was so it was so fantastic. It was good. I was at work. <laughs> I was at work and I thought, oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't respond right then because I thought mm, I better not do this right now. So I texted back, but afterwards I I sent a voice note. That was that was really cool. I, I really I, I should send them more often, like really good idea. No, I send a, I send a lot of voice notes to the people that send uh, private messages to me because sometimes they, you know, they have in-depth questions and I'm like, I don't know how to type this out. Let's well, just, just verbally process it. Absolutely. Now that's such a good idea. That's, and so practical, very practical. All right. So people, we are at the end of this interview with uh, Brianna and she's Dread Pirate Bree on Instagram. And I will post her her um, website links in the show notes. So her website and her Instagram. Where you can go to her website, you can see all, all her other social social sites. So it's left for me to say thank you, Bree, for an amazing interview. Thank you for sharing um, your journey, your knowledge, and, and everything with us uh, this morning. Thank you. Thank you. It was really great. All right, all right then. So we'll say bye bye to uh, Bree, and thank you everybody for listening. You've been listening to the Nikki Jameson Art Talks podcast with my guest, artist and illustrator Brianna Boyd. We hope you enjoyed our chat. You can find me, Nikki Jameson, at nikkijameson.com, Nikki Jameson Art, and Nikki Jameson on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Take care and see you next time.